construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, welcome golfers back again to the Flagstick Podcast, which is sponsored once again this week by Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is a premier golf destination boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country with over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Top-tier accommodation is its exquisite, exquisite culinary experiences. It's the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book those golf vacations and tee times at golfpei.ca. All right, well, just before we jump into it, I want to remind you to make sure that you're following us across all of our social media networks, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and sometime or another, we'll do something with TikTok, but who knows, because with everything's going on with TikTok. There's a, cu- there's a couple of things there, but <clears throat> we'll see. Um, uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and we really do encourage, as always, to subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can uh, we can show you some of that good stuff that we do in video, you know, show the faces um like us and hit the notification bell to make sure you never miss a single episode and uh contests and stuff are coming so you want to get into that because we won't yeah, do those definitely. we'll only do those on youtube yeah so you know yeah well i i'd like to say yeah the people are, are definitely uh, starting to subscribe there which is great uh planning some other uh content to go on there and like you said we're going to do our contesting on there so if people want to get subscribed right now yes this is not the only thing on our youtube channel people no 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 the no, flagstick no, no, sure. channel it's a flagstick yeah. youtube channel not the flagstick podcast the podcast channel. channel yeah exactly lots so, of stuff golf yeah, instruction got... uh travel stuff equipment, equipment reviews, stuff, like lots it. of stuff on there so and yep. it's not just a one hour podcast listening to these goofs talk okay so <laughs> I, I got some stuff sitting on my desk that i'm ready to do some reviews on so nice we'll chat about that soon and who, who knows we may do some live stuff as well with uh with the youtube channel and uh you know as we get into the golf season here too we've got the opportunity to do some things outside mm-hmm. uh playing wise some events yeah some sometime Minus um, friggin' ten out today where I am. You're in uh, in the nation's capital, and good lord, you think that the snow is never going to melt completely because it doesn't seem to want to go away. Yeah. Well, we do. I I will say we do have. Uh, you know, obviously the Kevin Hain Golf Center is open. Uh, we yes. do have a couple other ranges that are opening in the Eastern Ontario region this weekend. Uh, opening calendar is going to go up today. Uh, thanks for oh, the millions. So I got of some work to do is what you're saying. I got well, banners to put up and stuff. Let's just say there's been a lot of people crushing the website with searches and, you know, obviously coming up with the 22 calendar, um, which still has some embedded dates because it's really a legacy of the same calendar, but it's obviously not the same post, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, lots of people are obviously searching. We don't have a lot yet. Uh, mostly just ranges, uh, golf courses are not really projecting much out yet, but definitely thank you to all the, uh, the golf course, uh, people and, and range facilities that have reached out so far. Um, I know there's a lot more that are going to have some projected dates out there there so just just send them in as soon as you got them for projected dates uh really appreciate that and we definitely tell you that is a popular popular post this time of year it is and i can tell you right now based on what i'm seeing i've been doing a lot of web work lately especially in the back end part of the website and i can tell you right now the traffic yeah traffic is the traffic on flagstick.com is has gotten a little bit crazy i mean no, no complaints no, I'm no, not no. complaining. You'll never it's hear that me time complain. Of year. But yeah. good, goodness gracious, it, it traffic is uh, the numbers are going 
through the roof right now and it's only yeah. going to get uh it's only going to get more and more uh, traffic over the next little while and then through the season so yeah, thanks for, for sure. that yeah appreciate it so what do uh, we got going on today oh, uh, it's been a while me. since we chatted it has um, been it's been a couple of weeks but we you know yep. we've had a lot of things in the go you've got you've had some some stuff that you've had to do and and uh <laughs> yeah i had to, i had to go play golf in uh in the yeah. u.s so there's a reason why i'm not bringing it up <laughs> your good friend noah Steele. <laughs> You know, got got married, married. and yep. uh, you and uh, and and Derek were down there. Derek McDonald from Royal Ottawa were down there. So yeah, um, cool, happy, yeah, to, it was neat. happy for Noah, Noah and and for his uh, his wife uh, Paige, Paige, right? Yep. Yes, correct. Yeah. Got it. Good got job. It. See, Noah got it. Got it. Um, but we won't talk about Noah's wedding. You know, you know, down there it was great. You yep. know, I, I saw the, the fam- pictures. Nice family trip. There was sure, some golf. So. Um, yeah, golf. You sound bitter. I'm not bitter. I do have a bit of the golf bug, but I've been, I mean, it's no lie. People do know that I do, I do a lot of uh, hockey Hockey instruction over the winter. So um, TPC on the hat. Um, I do a lot of that over the winter. So I kind of, I kind of do not think as much about golf all the time, but I'm kind of getting to, you know, my hockey stuff is, is winding down a bit though. I do do a lot over the summer too, but I'm starting to get the golf. I want to, I looked I think at my the... clubs the other day, yeah. you know, oh, wow. I kind of okay. grabbed the grips. I, you know, <laughs> the, the grips feel good. Everything was pretty fresh last year. So I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to getting out and getting a full season out of them. And my youngest, Brandon, is uh, he's looking forward to golfing. You gotta, he's got to hook him up with all new this year because they somehow the, the kid went under a, a six-inch growth spurt in the last uh, 12 months. So um his his uh his junior clubs are a little small yeah so uh, he sometimes I... does not believe that they're small <clears throat> I, know, I know um it's not the length of them that like you know what it's just the do feel of it the feel that they're too light yeah i mean you know they're too light yeah <laughs> so uh, I, i'll tell you this um <laughs> having had the opportunity to get away a couple times uh, over the last month and a bit and get two rounds total outside Ooh. once you get outside and you hit a ball off grass again there's just something that sort of hooks you in and it's mm-hmm. just you know you can hit as many balls as you want inside um you know I, I love to obviously have the opportunity and everybody else does the opportunity to kind of keep your game as sharp as you can in the winter time but there's no substitute for getting outside being surrounded by nature and hitting a golf ball off grass. I mean, once you do it, that. it's like, oh man, let's go. And obviously with the Masters coming up, mm. um, you know, that's sort of the start of the season for a lot of people when they start to really think about getting outside. Yeah. And that leads into our show today. Exactly. Yeah. Good bridge there, buddy. Um, we do have a great show. Uh, we are going to have some discussion about uh, the recently played match play. Uh, mm-hmm. And yep. we're going to talk match play versus stroke play a little bit and uh, we're going to get into some early ma- Masters chatter because it, it's only yeah. a week away, but you know there's there is some some noise surrounding it this of year. Um, and in the back nine uh, this week, we're going to talk about the golf ball rollback. This is a pretty hot topic right now. A lot mm-hmm. of discussion across social media about it right now. Some PGA Tour guys saying they don't like it. Some PGA Tour guys saying that they don't mind it. So we want to talk about that. Now we're yeah. going to give our our top-notch expert opinion um <laughs> and therefore you shall listen and uh but that's in the back nine but uh let's let's start the front nine off uh, presented by metcalf golf club a natural setting a pleasant challenge yes golf season may be and i stress may be closer than you think 
So don't wait to save on your golf this season. Buy a membership, join a league, or purchase some game packs and be ready to hit the first tee when the snow does clear and we are golfing. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop now. It'll be here before you know it. Yes, it, it really will. will. It will. I mean, I, mean, I know you look at like ten. It's minus ten right now. It's supposed <clears> to get up to ten degrees today. I don't know how yeah. that's even pot. How is that even like that? Just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Have you, have you ever opened your? Have you ever opened your fridge and left it open for a while? Things warm up. Yeah, I know, but still, it's just this is nuts. It's nuts. Everything melts and then it freezes. Okay, I don't want to talk about the weather. I want to talk about. Um, the Dell match play just finished. Yeah. W last WGC. Last WGC Dell match and play. Last um, match play for now, maybe. On exactly. The so on, on the PJ tour. It's interesting because I mean the, the final match was was a good match. Yeah, I mean but obviously the set, but the but the consolation match was probably more it was the it, one that people wanted to see. Yeah, but, but, again, but it was, didn't make it any. It didn't make one match any better to watch. As far as the golf goes, right. this is. I think sometimes people you have to, and this is kind of that where you get into that live PGA Tour stars over there, stars over here thing. Mm. Here's the thing: we we watch golf for a different a number of different reasons. Some people watch golf because they watch the golfers. We want to see Tiger win. We want to play right. see Rory. We want to see Jason Day. I watch golf for the golf. So mm. when I watch it on TV, I'm not turning on the TV to watch Scotty Scheffler play Rory McIlroy. Right. I'm watching it to watch the championship match of the Dell World, the Dell Match Play Championship. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, WGC yeah, for sure. I don't care the two guys that are in it. They're so they're not big names. They're big. They are big names. They're, they're on the freaking PGA Tour. They're in the championship. They're big names. The Just because stars. they're not marquee names doesn't make right. the golf any less exciting. Yes, the golf exactly. was exciting. The match was exciting. That's yeah. that's all that matters to well, me. Here, here, here's a good analogy. This year, I've watched more of the women. By the way, sorry, do you like my faded Tim Hortons cup? Those yeah. watching on YouTube can see this Tim Hortons cup is is off the uh, chains, man. I guess, look at the I handle. Guess. If you're watching on YouTube, look at the handle. It's like bright, almost <laughs> brand new, and this part oh is like God. faded. It's ugly. Anyway, okay, okay somebody, go ahead, from, somebody Tim from Tim Hortons either needs to send uh -huh. you something, or I guess I know what I need to buy you for your next birthday. There you um, go, because I will not spend the money myself. <laughs> I have watched more NCAA women's basketball in the final in, in March Madness this year than I've watched on the men's side and I'm watching because I'm watching for the quality of the basketball I'm not watching just for the you know the level of the teams or the the known names or things like that um yeah you know but again that's that's everybody else's preference as far as what mm -hmm. they want to do when it comes to golf but yeah that match just because the match with between Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy was not for the championship didn't make it any less of a match. No. Right? Great and, and 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 frankly, uh, you know, Cam Young and Sam Burns. Sam Burns is an up-and-coming player. Mm -hmm. That's his fifth PGA Tour win. He's only 26 years old. Yeah, he's up-and-coming, um, all right. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's already up and come. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. You know, he's already within 100000 now of winning $20 million on, on the PGA Tour. So, you know, he's performing well. So, you know, just because it's not the we'll call it the the household name right mm -hmm. because the thing is is that if you're a diehard golfer you know you already know who sam burns and cam young are of course right? you do so it's the people that are not the diehard golfer and i get you know maybe the sport trying to appeal to those other people but golf in the end is a niche sport so we have to understand that you know we're trying to build the game for the future and that means having more 
good players and names. I mean, I don't, I don't need a player to dominate the PGA tour. Um, you know, there's obviously players that are having some success that way and they become popular that way and they become well-known that way. But you know, the quality of play by Sam Burns can't be knocked down. That said, I understand the logistics issues with match play for something like the PGA tour. Yeah. It's tough. This match, this match was over with an hour left of their window, you mm-hmm. know, as far as TV time, they were handing out the championship trophy while the other match was still going on. You know what? While it seems to be a problem for TV and for sponsors, it's not really a problem for the event and for golf. No. Um, but I think the issue becomes more here is, is not so much of, um, you know, where does that fit on the tour? And, you know, we've had match play on the tour for a long while, but, you know, is, is there more need for match play? And are we going to miss it now if it's not on the PGA Tour? I mean, would you like to see, for an example, um, you know, another match play event on the PGA Tour? Oof, that's a good one. I mean, um, we play matches when we play. Uh, well, we, I mean, my we personal play stroke play. My personal right? preference is always match play. I I'm not a stroke player because I mean, maybe it's because I don't. When you and I play, yeah, you know, there's a there's a vast difference. Although you you think you're as good as I am, there's a vast difference between. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the other way around? Um, there's a vast difference between the skill level. Um, yeah. Now, when we play match play, we don't. We, you don't give me strokes. Mm-mm. We play match play. We play matches, sure. and we go from the tees, same tees head to head, which is a little bit. You know, I mean, it's a little bit cheesy on your part, but um, wow, shots fired. Yeah, um, but the, but that's what we do. Um, yeah. When I play golf with Brandon, my youngest son, we play match play. Sure, we don't play stroke play. Um, and, and you don't give him strokes. That's a little cheesy on your part. No, he well, no, it isn't because he <laughs> thinks he's better than me. So it's it's more of a it's a more of a mental. He believes he's better than me, even though I know he's not. Uh, so I'm not going to give him strokes because he doesn't want them because he thinks he should be giving me strokes based on how he thinks. Wow, he, how okay, good he thinks right. he is. Anyway, sorry, Brandon. Um, point being, yeah, um, I love match play. Way more than I like, like like playing stroke play. I love match play. I love team competition. I love team match play. I, I love mm-hmm. all of that aspect of it. Now that said, do I want to see it on the PGA Tour, even for I, one week a year? For one week a year, I can I can deal with it. I'm I like not talking I, about I mean, every week. I, I watched the match play. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I was I was intrigued by it. I was invested in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Am I watching the Valero Texas Open? Um, I don't know. You watch? Do you watch the match play? But you're not going to watch the Valero. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. There's some compelling stories that obviously come from the match play. I, I get it that they adjusted it over the years to make sure that the stars were there for more than one day. Obviously, they went to the pool play, um, and that just ensured that you know those top players were there and it wasn't one and they were out. Yeah. Um, you know, my proposal that I've talked to about some other different things is, you know, you, you could have like it's done at a lot of big amateur championships, play 36 stroke play and then play your, your match play. Yes. You now know? that, okay. So now we're Go getting combo. into Now we're getting to it because that's your, that's your cut, right? That's so your cut. You bring also- your guys out, you play, you play your 36 yeah. holes of stroke play, and then you take your, you take your top, uh, whatever number it is that you need to fit it yeah. into your the weekend, sure. your matches, and say, okay, well, it's the top. If normally it's the top 
you know, 72 in ties that make it through, well, then cut, make that cut a little bit deeper. So then maybe yeah, it's six, the top 64 16 or eight. Sorry, the top 32 or the top yeah, 16. You, you couldn't, you couldn't, yeah, you'd have to get down to 16 to get your matches in at, you know, at minimum or eight. And then that means that just maybe from a prize money standpoint, maybe maybe you're normally you don't pay anybody that doesn't make the cut. Maybe there's minimums on that as well, right? Yeah, so, you'd you'd still pay down or whatever. Uh, but the thing, the whole point is, is that you know you're rewarding the players that play are hot as far yeah. as their play is concerned. Yeah, yeah, so chances sure. are you're going to get some better matches later on. Again, you're never gonna you're never gonna guarantee the marquee names, and I get. I get sponsors wanting, you know, especially sponsors that are not really, you know, after the the diehard golf demographic, but they're, although they should be, um, but they're after just like the general golf, you know, interest person that's just mm -hmm. turning it on TV, the sports fan more than anything. Um, they should realize that they're investing in golf. So, and, and what's interesting too, Scott, is sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no when problem. you're talking about qualifying for the match play, now right now it's top top 64 in the world. Yeah, uh, in the world rankings. Now I'd like to I'd like to shove. Now that's fine for the WGC events because they're World Golf Championship events, so they include the world. Mm -hmm. I would like to see if it's a PGA Tour based thing. Let's see it based off the FedEx Cup standings. If they if they're not going to do a, a a Thursday Friday qualifier, let's do it based off the FedEx Cup standings that at that time that they select the field. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. where you're at at a certain point is how you sure. qualify, and it's based on that season. It's not based on two years before. You know, because that's where I think with the world ranking stuff. Sometimes I'm not saying yeah. the world rankings is is no. They definitely need some adjustments. Yeah, like but, but they definitely they definitely need some adjustments, and then and that's well known. But you're right. You want you want the best players at the time yeah. going into that event. Yeah. But, so if you're you going to do it I, on that basis, then do it based on the yeah. PGA Tour, right? And have it based on that year. Now, what are uh, your thoughts on this? And this is something I've bandied about a few times in a few places or whatever. Um, what about the PGA Championship, which doesn't really have an identity, you know, has, doesn't have a lot of identity. What about it going back to match play? It was match play. It used to be match play a long time ago before us. Um, but, you know, what about that event, you know, looking at doing that type of format where it's, you know, obviously you've got a couple rounds of stroke play and then you get your matches and then you work your way down. I mean, here's a way for a major that, you know, tends to kind of fall by the wayside for a lot of people yeah. to, to have a little bit of an identity. I think that's a tougher one. I, I mean, I, I, I think I would agree that maybe that is, that is a good idea. I'm not so sure that that one would fly as much with the players only because the, the more recent length of history would dictate that that's one of the majors and it's a stroke play event. And that if, you know, if it's match yeah, play, it's, then I think but it's maybe... also but it's also run by the PGA of America. It's no, and I get that, PGA but tour, but right? I mean, weren't other tournaments? Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's even a tough, that's let, a tough let, let's one. Just that's say a this. tough one to turn a let's major just... into a match play tournament. I don't, I don't know. Well, that... you're, all you're doing is returning it back. to I understand that, tournament. but I mean, we're returning it to something that was. I don't know. That's a tough one, Scott, because there is a history of it being a match play event, so bringing it back to a match play event you know, is not really taking away from its history because its history goes beyond right. the stroke play. So, yeah. you know, that, that's a tougher one. Yeah. If you're saying guess, that about the Masters or the U.S. Open, yeah. I'd say, eh, maybe not. I, I mean, tennis is match play. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god right so a lot of people maybe we should have had this conversation more before we came on the yeah, podcast well, like I, I mean here's the thing a lot of people you know look at it and they're like okay maybe it doesn't identify the best golfer because all you're having to do is you're having to beat the person in front of you right so that tends to be an argument for a lot of games yeah. that all of a sudden you could have two players that are really hot and they have to face each other so you don't get to face the entire field. That's, that's true too. Yeah, that's and true that's, too and because that, and that's you don't necessarily argument. play against the two. The two best players don't necessarily play each other because no. it's a it's a bracket system, right? right. So right, exactly. You know. But again, if tennis can do it, but doesn't that happen in all sports? Like the Stanley Cup. I mean, yeah, the two best tech, teams could be life. in the East. The yeah. two best teams could be in the East, and the team in the West sure. ends up getting to the finals and yeah. losing to the team in the East. Well. When yeah. realistically, the conference final was the Stanley Cup final, right? Right. The only the only difference is that you know those activities in sports have a full time. Tennis tends to go yeah. longer, but it could go shorter, right? So think about that: golf yeah. versus tennis. You know, people freak out because all of a sudden the matches are done. You know, but you know a tennis match gets done early. Oh, hundred percent. Guy can get rolled in straight sets pretty easily with exactly. six love, six love, and that take an yeah. hour to. I mean, you see it all the time. You know, it only took right. an hour or fifty five minutes when yeah. other guys are going four hours right. for exactly. a five setter. Right? Yet people freak out when there's a six and five final at a WGC Dell match play. Yeah. So I, so I mean, I don't. I mean, people freak out. I don't freak out about that kind of stuff. But I don't know, either. If the PGA Championship is an interesting one. Even even a event. I mean, uh, that's the thing. I, I I don't. You know, again, I'm not riding hard for it has to be the PGA Championship. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just saying I would like to see a match play event included on the PGA Tour. Well, what if they? May, I mean, maybe they should take a look at the PGA Tour schedule and and choose one of the events, and and you know maybe one of the organizers of that event would like to be the one to kind of pioneer this idea. Because I mean, wasn't it the the um, the international? Was played at Firestone Stableford. Country Club in Akron for years, and it was a the Stableford. Oh no! Well, yeah, no, it was played. It was played in Denver at the inter, uh Yeah, it was played in Denver, Castle Pines. Castle Pines, sorry. Yeah. So, so it was a different event, right? And uh, it still got. You know, I mean, we still have the Barracuda, so we still have a we still have a Stableford event. I, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I, I like I like the yeah. idea of that. So, I mean, why can't you have a match well, play I, event I as think, part I, of the PJ yeah. Tour schedule? I think what you've got there is you've got an opportunity for one of the events, especially one of the non-designated events, mm -hmm. to maybe do something different. But they've got to be willing to take that risk. And it really, in the end, it all comes down to economics. It all comes down to the sponsor. Yeah, I mean, sure. people have to realize that, you know, all these events, not not the majors, uh, you know, and not the players' championship, you know, they're run by tournament operators. So it's about risk for a return. And that means those tournament operators independently going out and seeking all their sponsors. So they have to have the best possible outcome for their sponsors in order to retain those. Um, this is not the PJ tours money. Uh, despite what people think the PJ tour doesn't put up the purses for all these different events. Um, you know, if you, what? what, yeah. Um, you know, it's independent tournament operators that are, that are running these events. So um, yeah, you know, I think there's an opportunity there if someone's, you know, willing to, willing to take a risk and maybe hmm. he's got a, maybe he's got a neat property. Cause I think that was one of the good things about the Austin country club. It was really set up well for match play. There's yeah. a lot of dramatic holes, um, some short par fours, 
lot of elevation so you get some you know kind of some funky bounces and stuff like that yeah uh, and i think it made it for a fun uh a fun format just to watch so i'm gonna i'm gonna miss it uh, let's just say that for me that's sort of my final take on it i will miss it as well all right. and that is my final take on it all right um before we get into master's talk and then we we got to take a break yeah. so we might have to push the master's talk into the back nine sure. um but uh the um locally regionally locally yeah. uh the ottawa pga mm-hmm. announced its uh its schedule for the uh flagstick.com pga of ottawa tournament uh yeah. schedule yeah. season um <laughs> and uh some pretty uh pretty pretty good lineup yeah and actually and, and actually one of the first things right off the start uh, the spring open this year mm-hmm. which will be held at the marshes on june 5th will be played in stableford format so that's that's go. that's a change for it and and the the reasoning for that more than anything is to one have a little bit of a, a you know mix it up and also it's early in the year a lot of people haven't had a chance well, to, yeah. I mean, to we're play. Talking about, we're talking about club professionals here right who are <laughs> not really, guys that are like working on yeah, their, yeah, yeah. you know Exactly. So everybody's out, you know, just starting to crush it right now. I've been down a couple of golf courses in the last little while and talked to some operators. I mean, they're getting rid of, they're opening a lot of boxes and hiring a lot of staff and doing some things right now. So, you know, they're not going to have a lot of time to work on their games. So that spring open that tended to be, you know, a lower attendance event in some cases, just because, um, players are just, you know, they're not ready. They're, they're yeah. playing, maybe they're playing the first round of the year or, you know, they're more a casual player and, yeah, maybe they don't want to be embarrassed by hitting some bad shots. And depending Although on how they, I've, depending... I've made a nine on the first hole at the spring open before. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. And and depending on how they set this up, um, yes. you know, if this were one of our events, you know, for Stableford, this we would be setting this golf this golf course up to encourage um, mm. birdies. Yeah, and I think you want to you want to encourage yeah. it. Not I think the marsh is a good format for that. Beautiful, just be, beautiful. Just because six par fives, six yeah. par threes, six par fours. So uh, I think that's sort of baked in a little bit as they're move the tees up on number two to encourage them to go for yeah. the green in two. But that yeah. is the ultimate risk reward. If you move them up far yeah. enough, you can get home in two if you hit the right tee shot. Yeah, like that's that's a really interesting hole for uh, for this type of thing because you know that's a that's a that hole is. <clears throat> <laughs> it's consistently that. voted I love that by hole and hate that many, hole many all at the same time as the hardest golf hole in eastern ontario i would think that's probably accurate okay so uh yeah. then the summer open uh june uh, is in june 26 june 26 yep. at the whitetail yep. golf club at eganville eganville mm-hmm. and yep. then the pro pro is mm-hmm. uh, at the meadows yeah just around uh, the corner from your place uh yeah exactly dave mcdonald the uh the, uh, the director new, of golf, the director there. of golf there, and we should say up at Whitetail, the uh, oh yes, Derek, Derek McDonald is the other Derek McDonald, exactly the director of golf there. But but welcome back, Chris Learmoth. Chris Learmoth, come back from Mirror Machine, New Brunswick, to uh, take on the head pro role there. So uh, be looking forward to seeing him. Although I everybody see... liked the picture of him that's uh, holding the, the, the yeah, that's my ass. I love his jacket. His jacket yeah, that's your, is awesome. Your, your jacket. That was jacket. He <laughs> actually funny. messaged me to to let me know 
that he remembers that the jacket That's situation funny. will. I, I did see. I did see him in the fall down in New Brunswick. We stopped in to see him at uh, the club that he's at there. So. Glad to see him back. Love Chris. Yeah, for Chris sure. Is awesome. And then uh, uh, we had for the senior assistants and ladies uh, traditionally held at the Mississippi Golf Club yes, on July twenty fourth. And uh, you can run down the last three there if you like. Pro lady uh, yep. at uh, Lock March. That's a traditional um, host for it. Yeah, it's traditional host, and nobody does nobody does the ladies golf tournament better. No, Danielle um, Nadeau makes it happen. She That's is sure. amazing. Um, and uh, zone championship mm-hmm. uh, at Greensmere. Yeah, that's a, two days that's at Greensmere. That one. is going to be now. I, I haven't read the format of this. Are they going to do? I assume they'll do both golf courses. Yeah. I assume they'll they'll uh, go start on legacy and go to premier maybe. And yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't got uh, full word on that. The uh, the spring meeting for the uh, the PGA is coming up on Monday, so I'm sure all the details will be out then. There you go. So zone championship to now and there is then, a fall championship, but then, I, I yeah. sorry it got cut off on my my oh, printout here. So the, the fall, fall championship, championship is going to be at Rideau View. So nice to see the Rideau View uh, Golf Club hosting a, a PGA of Ottawa event again and with the fall championship, which is just a nice way for people to wrap up the season, um, yep. you know, get to see each other and uh, hopefully be able to take a little bit of a breather. Although September is always a struggle because you get all the kids going back to school, a lot of staff missing. Mm-hmm. So that tends to be a little harder sometimes to get people out for it. And then uh, we'll have the follow-up on there. The one thing that's missing on that schedule, that's just being confirmed because it's not an individual oh, the, event. The match would the, play? Would be the, oh, the, the, cha- the challenge cup. Yeah, the yeah. ping challenge cup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So which last yes. year was at Highlands. And, and uh, hopefully you, I'm in a better, better you're there. I'll be in a better spot this year, hopefully, and we will get the the match, match. that everybody now you talk about marquee matchups and match play. This this was this had to be the most talked about, discussed possible matchup of the 2022 golf season. It didn't happen. And it never happened. The yeah. match between assistant pro, uh, assistant captains. professionals, captain Scott McLeod, and and golf pros captain, head professionals captain, this guy right here. Yeah, I'm Jeff ready Potter. for it. Hey, I, I got my. I got I'm my ready singles. for it too. I got my singles point last year. Of course, I had to take on Colin Orr instead of you, but you know, I'm expecting another W. So <laughs> someone's a little overconfident. I let's think. go. Come on, right now. The season hasn't started. I'm. I plan to work on my game. I plan. Really? To, no. <laughs> I do not plan to work on my uh, game at all. Um, <laughs> but I feel that I'm going to be hitting the ball much better because I am. Uh, I am in a better mental space. Okay, to play right. golf this year. All right, um, I like that. So yeah, so better mental space. Okay. Other than that, I really don't have any additional advantages, or you know, <laughs> that I've worked on. I'm a year older. I look. Does that make to me it. a year wiser? Which makes yes. me a year better. I yes, I look. Anyway. I look for. I look forward to the match. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, we're gonna take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, we're going to uh, we're going to do a little Masters uh, chat, and then we'll get into the whole golf ball thing. Um, Sounds good. And uh, we'll see where we'll see where things lead from there. So um, stay with us. You've been listening, or you are listening to the Flagstick uh, podcast, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. When you golf on Prince Edward Island, there are over four hundred fairways closer than you can imagine. 
not to mention countless miles of pristine beaches and a rich world-class culinary experience. So get here fast, then take it slow and play around on island time. Golf Prince Edward Island. Welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast. Um, we're going to jump right into our back nine presented uh, by Golf Sim Gurus. Work on your game all year round and in the privacy of your own home. Custom golf simulator setups built to your specs to fit your budget. Visit golfsimgurus.ca to learn more. Now would be a good time to dive into that because, you know, yeah. the golf season's starting. So if, if you want one for the... next year, yeah. book yeah. it now. Yeah, because I, I know that Andy's busy. So yeah. he's got yeah. some projects. He's busy, he trust me. Yeah. Um, okay. So we want to talk. The Masters is coming up in a week. Now, obviously, we just talked about it. We're, we're going to do some some more serious Masters talk next week uh, on yeah. the podcast. As the, it the, would full, be Masters. the full giddy, it's Masters week. The full Will Scott Augusta wear Nash the green jacket yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah. Augusta uh, National Women's Amateur is this week. So obviously, people are getting a little bit hyped up already. Exactly. So, But we do want to kind of – there are some – there are some lingering discussions, I suppose, yeah. going on around surrounding the Masters right now, um, and uh, we'd like to get those lingering discussions maybe in this week, so we don't have to discuss those topics next week, next week as much. Gotcha. Okay, so um, I guess the, right now the early money would be would be on on Rory, Rory, you yeah. know, with I mean, that's, of, and that's a little the, bit of Scheffler and Rom thrown yeah, in but there. It's, but it's it's the it's the gamblers that are putting the money on yeah. Rory. So when I say putting the money on, um, he's the odds-on favorite because people are betting on him. It's not because from a skill level or you know that he's actually going to do that. No, it's it's the gamblers are are right now putting a lot of their money in there. So if you check the casinos and how much money they're holding regarding I've got something on my microphone here. Um, if you're, uh, if you're seeing how much the, uh, the gamblers are putting on uh, certain golfers, it's, it's a lot going on to Rory. So I got I mean, I, my money would be on Scheffler though. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not, I mean, well, Rory, I mean, Rory's yeah. Rory, but God, that guy, that guy plays well, Hot. a lot. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I, like I don't know what's up with that golf swing. But I think maybe that's part of the reason why I like it. You know what, though? Here's the thing. What what I like about Scheffler is mentally how he is. He's, he's so super, chill. He's, he's so, so chill. chill. It, it doesn't look like, you know, he, he'll say he's nervous. And obviously there's a special that's coming up here that's going to be on CBS with uh, Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods with hosted by Trevor Immelman, um, you know, and 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 Scheffler is on there too. And Scheffler is going to talk, you know, it's called 13 jackets. I guess it's called, it's going to be on, on Saturday. It'll be showing. Um, the thing is, is that Scheffler will tell you he was nervous. I mean, he obviously four putted the last, the last hole last year, yeah. but you know, at that point it, it didn't really matter, but he just looks so calm. And I, I think that's, that's really important as far as when you're dealing with that pressure. And here's the thing. He's just that much more confident now based on how many yeah. wins he's had since last year. So, yeah, it's it's the obvious choice for me as well, given, you know, he won last year. He's continued to play well. He's still in great form. Um, yeah, so how could you how could you not look well, at Well, if you look at the other two, you look at Rory, you look at Rom. Yeah. Okay? And mentally and visually mentally, mm -hmm. these two guys you can tell when they get rattled. You can right. tell when they're not they're not yep. happy and they're not feeling it. 
with Scheffler, he could be coming off of three consecutive three putts, and it yep. looks the same as if he came off of three consecutive birdies. Like it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't seem a lot, a lot like. I mean, maybe Tiger to an extent. Tiger had a steely look to him all the time, like an, an right. angry, um, get out of my way, I'm playing golf look. Yes. And the emotion didn't come out in the same fashion. Is He's not – now, visually, he's not Scheffler. But no. visually, he's not Rory or Rom either, where you could visibly see that he is off his rocker. Yeah, and um, I think controlling those emotions yeah. is, is super important because no, you know, you, no matter what, it, it can affect your play, right? Hundred percent. So 100%. I'm going to try to dig up some masters odds here, which I probably should have done. Some odds. Yeah. Um. So, so that would be. I mean, obviously, those are your odds on favorite. There's going to be dark horses and stuff like that, but we'll we'll get into that kind of discussion next yeah, week. Yeah. Next. We start next talking week. more about the. Yeah. You know, the way the course is going to play based on the weather and yeah. it's supposed to be warmer. So that's plays in Tiger's favor as far as being able to stay loose yeah. for four straight days. Um, Do you expect him to contend, though? And again, we'll, we'll I expect him more. to be there at some point or another during the four rounds. I, th I think he'll make the right. cut. I think he'll I think at some point yeah, or another, he I will be so. near the top of the leaderboard. Do I think that physically he can handle four rounds on that golf course? God, that's asking a lot, even of, of the greatest player, you know, yeah, arguably okay. the, the second greatest player of all time, right? I yeah. mean, that's yeah. Um, but hey, he's surprised everybody before. It is Tiger Woods. So I mean, it is a golf course that it he is. could probably close his eyes and make birdies on most of those greens. Yeah, you know. so I mean, he obviously knows knows the short game and, and stuff as well. Yeah, there, so that obviously is his favor. And again, anybody who's done it, anybody who's sealed the deal at an event has a whole different other gear than other yeah. players because you know, they yes, they want to win, they want to win it again, but they know what it takes to get it done. But Augusta and Augusta National is not uh, overpower. It's not overpower me golf course. It's I don't think management. so. Even, it's even course though the, management golf course, yeah, even with even, all the length that they've added right. and the changes they've made and all yeah. that crap, he still hits it long enough. He yeah. still hits it. You know, maybe he hits it ten or fifteen percent shorter than the guys, yeah. the longest guys out there, but he still hits it long enough with every club in his bag. He can still hit it high. He can still hit yeah. it low. He can especially still fade given, it and especially draw given it. the conditions that are provided for them. So unless it's super super soft. Um, which it doesn't look like it's going to be. Yeah, those golf balls run a long way. I mean, I'll go back to the course, <laughs> the course I played, and we'll get into that. But, yep. uh, but again, that's part of the conditioning of the mm -hmm. golf courses. The course I played, uh, you know, two weeks ago, I, I chose not to play from the seventy-five hundred yard tees, although I could have quite easily. Yeah, well, you were in I, Texas, right? I, I know, but I played from seven thousand. But you know, the ball was rolling seventy, eighty yards. You know, yeah. so it all again it never rolls for me when I play. Well, I'll tell you what, and and this is not to this is not to you know flex my muscles or or whatever, but yes, it is. just to just to give you an example, uh, a five hundred eighty yard par five. You drove it. <laughs> so I thought you said you weren't going to flex your muscle. What the hell? I had like two ten left. In. Okay, <laughs> so it but it flew like the normal, right? Yeah. So normal carry distance. And then, me. then rented an Uber, grabbed yeah, a cab, pretty took much. a bus, jumped on yeah, a train, exactly. took a plane. And, yeah. yeah. Where, where the difficulty came in that golf course, and it's a golf course, it was Blue Jack National, the Tiger design. Blue Jack. 
um, was the difficulty around the greens. Yeah. It, you know, they're firm and fast and lots of runoffs and you had to be really, really precise. So um, yeah, the run, the run off the tee actually could provide some issues as far as balls rolling off one side yeah. or the other, but, you know, but again, is distance always the factor there? We'll, we'll get to that in a minute here, but mm. you're right. Uh, almost any player. And we've seen it from a Zach Johnson or a Mike Weir. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. These are skilled players. They can find their way around this golf course. And I think that's one of the, the great factors is that no player short of the, you know, the super senior players, uh, you know, no player or the ones that are not on form are, are really, you know, written off to start the, start the week here. Yeah. Anybody, anybody can put it together as long yeah. as mentally they're there. Right. And like I said, I think that's an advantage for those players that have done it before, which brings us to some other players. That okay. Are so let's look field. at the elephant in the room. Let's look at, yeah. let's talk about the elephant if, on the if podcast. I think it's an elephant in the room. I don't know if it is as much as people want to make it out to be. I could care less anymore, but really, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's, I it's think notable. I think so many of these arguments and stuff that, that revolve around the guys that are playing live, live golf. I'm, I just don't, I just don't care anymore. I, I mm. really don't. Um, you know, I've heard today they were talking something about uh, Brooks Kepka, you know, suggesting that maybe he made a mistake and shouldn't have left the PGA Tour. I doubt very much that Brooks Kepka thinks he made a mistake. Um, well, he said it himself, so. Well, yeah, but I mean, did, did he, does he really think, does he really actually think he made a mistake or is he just regretting the decision? Like, like I mean, there's, to me, to me, did he make a mistake leaving? He went. He went because he wasn't playing as well, and he and mm -hmm. and he was going yeah. for some big money. Yeah, and maybe he thought he was imparting change, um, and uh, and going to something that was going to become bigger. Hmm. Um, I I highly doubt that too many guys that went to live thought that this was a tour that was going to really rival the PGA Tour. Um, the format just didn't. Despite what they said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But... Whether they actually believed or not, it's a whole different story. Exactly. But, I mean, their, I contra it, I... their contracts state that they can't talk negatively about the live yeah. about live golf. Well, most so. most of the contracts are done in, in 2025, so we're going to see what's going to happen as far as if it's still around, what's going to continue. But the relevance this week is that obviously, you know, yeah. the majors majors have come out and said, you know, what their standards are going to be, and you know. Augusta National has basically said any player that's qualified based on previous categories or whatever is is welcome, which obviously includes players that have gone to the yeah. Live League. So and, and that and that I agree with a hundred percent. Sure, you earned your spot. You shouldn't yeah. lose. Different from when you're talking about PGA Tour status, where you're part of something and you're right. leaving that to go to something yes. else, you're violating yes. an agreement, a yes. contract. Yeah, this is different. You're qualified. Yeah. Whether you're a past champion or you yeah. finished in the in the top, whatever yeah, the year the mas before, the Masters yeah. is run by Augusta National Golf Club. Exactly. Right? Same it's with affiliated. the PGA. The same with the PGA Championship. Yeah. The PGA of America. They have standards. Same with the U.S. Open. That's Open, the USGA and the Open Championship. And the Open Championship the is the RNA. It's not the PGA. So Correct. those, I I'm totally on board with this. The yeah. question is, number one, how are these players going to fare? Mm. Um, and number two. Man, what are those threesomes going to be like? <laughs> and those well, twosomes, like, I, I, man, I, 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 I do not, because I mean, obviously, they can, they can 
jog the pairings on Thursday and Friday a little bit to ensure that there's not too much tension between certain players. But once you get to Saturday, it's kind of like people asking us on the Saturday of the flagstick open, they'd like to play with so-and-so they'd like to be in this group. We accommodate the Saturday when it comes to the Sunday, all bets Mm -hmm. are off. And it's the same thing here. Saturday, they can do what they can on Thursday and Friday. But yeah. come Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, all bets you, are off. You're playing you, with who you're playing with. And if you, Sergio you, is paired with Tiger or Tiger's paired with Phil, I look, mean, I, I don't good think Lord it's, that's going to be. Yeah, but I don't think it's as much of an issue as, as the media or a lot of other people would make it out to be. I mean, you know, and I, I truly believe, I mean, even if you saw the, I don't know if you saw the press conference from, you know, the Live Golf League event in Orlando, but, you know, players like Brooks were like, hey, man, I was just with GT, GT. I've known him since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. We were together for a half an hour the other day and whatever. So I don't think there's as much drama or attention. I think a lot of people want to think there is, right? There's not as much personal tension there as people think no. there is. I mean, guys are like, yeah, you know what? I don't like it when you when you're suing me as a tour member, but you know, uh, if you're doing whatever you need to do for your family, that's your choice. Yeah. Right? Don't judge me. So I don't think there's going to be as much tension and I don't think you're going to catch that with the broadcast. CBS has basically said, you know, they're going to treat it just like anything else. They're players. They're all mm-hmm. there as they should. They should, they shouldn't be sitting there dividing one or the other. They, they, there's, there's no point as a, you know, a, a broadcast team to, to provide, you know, criticism one way or the other, whether they went there or went or not went there, or, you know, whether they play in Japan or they play in South America or whatever the case, right. That's not mm-hmm. really the point. So we're not going to see it from the broadcast standpoint. So I don't know if that's going to bring down the temperature a little bit. Um, I a hundred percent believe we're not going to see that on social media because people just want controversy mm-hmm. because it gives them something to talk about if they don't have if if people don't have some intelligent takes on on things to discuss they just normally default their attractor is just to go to things controversial and that, well, and exactly. that tends it's, to be a lot of the human nature right someone will someone will catch a conversation between jt and bryson on the putting green or some right. stupid thing and yeah. next thing you know it's a viral tiktok saying you know, JT scolding Bryson on his participation in live golf. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I mean, while they were having a discussion about the yeah. steak they had at Applebee's the night right. before exactly. or some stupid thing, yeah. like really. You're going to see, you're going to see some clickbait thumbnail someplace or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know, people chasing eyeballs, but we are going to see, I mean, if you look at the live league players that are in the field that are past champions mm-hmm. of the masters, you know, Phil, Sergio, Dustin, Bubba, Charles, and Patrick, you know, these are all past champions Ugh. and they're going to be back in the field. Yeah, we've got a whole other discussions about those, some of those people. Um, and, you know, and then along with Bryson Brooks, uh, Cam Smith, which will be, you know, nice to see. who's yeah. consistently be one of my picks uh, through the years. Abraham Answer, Taylor Gooch, Jason Kokrak, Kevin Naw, um, uh, Neiman, Ustazen, Varner, and Pereira. So they're all qualified yeah. to come back and that's play. A, and that's a strong group. Well, it's it's for the most part a strong group of yeah. players. Yeah, they've obviously got a, a history of playing well. The only issue is is that, you know, a lot of these guys have not played a lot of golf. You know what I mean? It's yeah. been a light schedule for them on the Live League. So if you look at players like a, a Dustin or whatever, I mean, I think somebody said Dustin's only played like 22 competitive rounds uh, since kind of the end of last season. So it'll be interesting what the blowback is going to be. If these guys that were, that have been playing live league come to the masters and 
crap to bed. Mm. Yeah, one way or you the know, other, I guess. You know, it, either yeah. they come back and they come and they play really well, like Dustin right. contends or Bubba yeah, contends, yeah, yeah. or you know, yeah. whatever. They're they're up there on the top of the leaderboard, showing, hey, you know what? Yeah. You know, we left, we did our thing. You didn't think we were good enough to be on this tour. Look what we're doing. Mm. The, yeah, the I guess other, you're right. The flip that... side of that is yeah. is if if guys come back having not really taken golf seriously for, and I'm not saying that they don't, but I mean. You know, I there's, know there's no pressure playing live live league. No. None. They're all paid ahead of time. Yeah. Whether they make any money out of the event or not is it's like fun golf for PGA tour players. Sure. It's still good golf. They're still good players. They're still playing good yeah, golf it's courses. Not the same pressure. But it's not the same pressure. Yeah. And, but but was the was it really for those particular guys, some of them, some of them different positions in their lives as far as the money they were making, but does Dustin Johnson, when he tees it up in a PGA Tour event or in a major, really feel the same pressure that somebody that is playing in their first Masters or getting into their first major feels? He's already got boatloads of money in right. the bank, even though he's yeah. got boatloads more. He's already made his money. If yeah. he misses the cut and goes home, yeah. he's going home to a massive house with a bunch yeah. of cars and a big pool and a practice facility. I mean, and, saw and Jason it's, Day's and it's, practice yeah, facility. The barn, I think is incredible. The barn. Do you yeah. think Jason Day is worried about if he misses the cut where his next no. check's coming from? No, his fridge is full, no matter. Yeah. What. So, so does he? Is he? You know, guy like Jason Day is playing for the for the for the trophy. Mm-hmm. He wants to win the yeah. the green jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Johnson wants to win the green jacket. That's the pressure. The yeah. financial pressure doesn't exist. At the end right. of the day, if he doesn't win or make a cut, he's going back to you know not. Yeah, Jason generally, Day, if you're but... in if you're in the field for the Masters, you're not there to play for the money. No, you're no, not unless it's your money. first one and you've qualified on your first year of the PGA Tour. Yeah, but even then, playing, I mean, but... yes, you're 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 you you have pressure. You're still trying to win the event. You're yeah. still trying to win. Uh, money doesn't last forever if you're only in your first or second year in the tour. But... Right. Yeah, but, a lot of these but, guys that we named, you know, Gooch, Kokrak, Nah, Cam yeah. Smith, Brooks, Bryson. I mean, the, the Varner Varner had yeah. money before he got there, but What's I mean, that? you know, it's yeah, it, it is what it is. Anyways, um, I, I, so, yeah. I think in I think in the end, it, you know, it'll be good to see them back. It'll make the Masters feel normal, mm-hmm. and I think for anybody who doesn't want to listen to the BS that's going to come from it, and again, you're right. There's going to be judgment on whether they played well or they played poorly, and you know, is that relative to them going Turn off there? Your social whatever. media. Turn off your social media. Just put your blinders on. Yeah. Uh, listen to what you want to hear. You know, put on your filters for the for the week. You know, put in your keywords that you don't want to hear about, yeah. and just and just move on and and just don't dive into it. So, exactly. all right, couple couple last things before we kind of move on or whatever. Yes. Um, you know, Canadians in the field. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we're a Canadian based podcast, so we've got four that are qualified right now. Uh, Valero Texas Open is on this week, so it's the last chance for players to qualify. Um, three players that have obviously been in, in here before, Mike Weir uh, having won it before, yeah. uh, Corey Connors, who's continually been, you know, obviously a, a contender, he's had a couple of top tens here, uh, Mackenzie Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously got a, a win again and, and uh, you know, in the field, and then uh, a rookie. Uh, Adam Svensson is in the field. So, um, you know, uh, what are we expecting from the Canadians? Well, I'm expecting more of the same from Corey Connors. I mean, he's just a, he's just consistent. Uh, I don't, I don't expect, I expect him to play well. I expect him to make the cut. I expect him to be in some level of contention. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes played for quite well at the match play. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, his putter, his putter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was in the top eight in the match play. Got so got to I'm expecting some good things from him uh, yeah. at the Masters. Um, not expecting much from Weir. No, you know, I mean he's a, a he's past surprised. champion. He makes, he's you know yeah. it is I mean, what it he, is. If he, it, if he makes the cut like he did a couple of years ago, you know he's doing well there. Yeah, exactly. Although he has been playing in good form on the Champions Tour, but again, you know, a Champions Tour is you know a little bit more hit. Svensson, Svensson's an interesting one because he's another guy right that's been playing. He's been playing extremely consistent. Yeah, he got a and, win, and obviously to to get here, he had to be. He's yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, you'd like to think, oh, they're all going to do well. The, the I, only I don't thing know, that I, I, the only thing because... I worry about is Svensson is is his putter tends to yeah. be hot and cold, which is why you know Hughes. And you can't pro- be hot and cold with your putter at Augusta. Like it's got to be. I mean, the only reason consistent. Mike Weir won the Masters the year he won the Masters because his putter was insane. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think you know I think Hughes for me is probably the strongest among those four. Mm-hmm. Um, with Connors right behind them, Svensson really the dark horse, and I don't really first have masters. Of Mike, yeah, that's the hard part you know, too. A lot yeah, of you... a lot of intangibles there with you mm-hmm. know the pressure and you put on yourself. Yeah. Now I don't think anybody's putting pressure on Svensson to do well. Whatever no, pressure he's but... feeling is is on himself. Right, but think so, what it's going to look like, you know, back home and and you know, family coming down there, and you know, it's a bit of a circus, right? You know, you're playing in that that yeah. Masters for the first time, so there's a lot of extra things that are maybe going to interfere with your preparation. Yeah. Um, so, and whatever you, know, you do, don't win the par three contest. <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> Nobody that's ever won the par three contest uh, has ever won the Masters. Do you think that really? has a factor i don't think it does but i mean the fact the facts are the facts man it's just a coincidence you know but the par three course this year whole new look um they've renovated i guess maybe that changes the superstition it's a whole new look so it's a whole new ball game you can win it and be the first to win the par three competition on the newly renovated par three course do you think to win the masters tries to win the par three contest I don't or think so, play. but I think I they mean, just play, you know, I, they have their kids caddying, they have the, their buddies caddying, their family members. I think they try everything they do not to win it. Yeah. You see a lot of people that all of a sudden let their kid putt out or their dad yeah, exactly. putt out or their wife putt out or, or whatever the case may be, just so it, you know, they're not up on the board. They don't want to win it. They don't, they don't really want to win the part three contest. It's no. in their head. They yeah. can't not play in it, but they don't right. want to win it. Yeah. I mean, there's not really, I mean, you know, I'd be a flat little... out. You trying to win that thing man. <laughs> getting a little extra you know, crystal, can I, I hit your shot dad no way man <laughs> i need to i need to drop gr- some birds I'm, here i'm grinding i'm not gonna win the masters but i'm gonna win this bad boy uh, right here yeah it's it's a cool event and and uh it's good to see that you know hopefully the weather holds and, and we get some coverage of that exactly um, but yeah it'll be neat to see that all right and next week next week we're gonna we're gonna get yeah. into that one one last note here okay. uh watch for a special edition to the tsn coverage um it's got some eastern ontario ties that's all i'm gonna say uh i was communicating again with uh, james duthie yesterday and i'll just let you know there's going to be some special a special element that's eastern ontario related we'll leave it at that are you gonna tell me about this off? I will tell you off air. Okay, okay. Because you, you didn't tell, I did. The note didn't tell me before, <laughs> so I had no idea. You're you're leaving me in the dark because you don't want me to spill the beans if you do tell me because you know I will. I, I cannot spill the beans. I don't I keep secrets very well. All right. All Fair right. Enough. Okay. All right. Our last uh, our last thing 
to get into on the back nine and uh, for this this week's podcast, we want to talk about is hot topic around the golf world as of late yeah. is the rollback of the uh, yeah. Like, I guess we should call it a proposed rollback. Well, yeah, it's, let's, not, let's, it's not let's like define. a written in stone rule just oh, yet. God, no. The proposed no, no, no. rollback of the golf ball. And I th- so I th- so let's, I think that's the issue for some people. Is let's talk. Let's let's clarify. Tomorrow. Yes. When we ta- first of all, let's clarify what the proposal is quickly because yep. i'm looking at what the actual proposal is we're not reading this um but you're, you're gonna you scott mcleod you're gonna generalize the uh, proposal for yeah. the for the people for the sure. people need to know um yeah. the proposed rollback and what are what it actually means yes. a rollback i mean this isn't yeah. walmart we're not talking about rolling back prices here what what are we we're talking about rolling back <laughs> yeah so okay, let's so, get into it. Scott McLeod, ladies and gentlemen, is yeah, going yeah, to yeah. summarize what the proposal is, <laughs> and then we are going to pick the crap out of this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically what's happened is the RNA and USGA, after you know multiple distance reports and going through a, a number of different things, talking to some different manufacturers, obviously they, they're still in a, in a period where they're going to hear feedback, but um, they basically pr- proposed a model local rule that gives competitions the option... Uh, to use the golf balls that have been tested under a new modified way to test golf balls. And basically what it is, is that there's an overall distance standard uh, that the um, the governing bodies test golf balls to. What they're going to do, or they're proposing to do, and we have to understand, we have a feedback period here until August 2023, and the earliest that this could be implemented would be 2026, would be January, which would be the... Uh, then the next time that that could be brought in basically what they're looking at is uh changing the standard of testing the golf ball up to a higher uh club head speed to more represent the fastest players in the game and basically what would happen is this golf ball wouldn't current golf balls wouldn't meet that standard so what it would mean was technically would be two different golf balls one for elite competitors if a group decided to you know, put this rule into play that the top players would have to use this golf ball that could bring back their distance 10 to 15 yards for the longest players in the game. And that would mean testing golf balls at 127 miles an hour, 11 degree launch angle with 2200 spin versus what they normally do now, which is a lower uh, rate that they tested at higher spin rate with a slightly higher launch. Does that clarify it in any possible way? Okay. So here's the deal. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get into this a little bit here. Yeah. So let's break this down to make sure it's not, it's not designed to impact recreational golfers. Nothing would change for a recreational golfer. Right. As nothing, it's not a massive, it's not a rollback for the, for the average male golfer who hits at 220 or the average female golfer who, you know, hits it less than that. That's not that's not the case. This is all about elite competition at the highest levels of the game. So, so where does that? Let's start with this. Yeah. Where does that line of elite competition? Mm, that's get drawn? a big question because right so, away we had DMs from people going, "Is the Flagstick Open an elite competition?" Right? It is. But are we talking about? You know, Flagstick Open varies as far as who's in the field. Exactly. So it is elite competition. So let me just clarify one thing here. We're not, this year, adopting any kind of golf ball thing. 
Well, no, there's no rule relative. There's no to, rule to, to implement. Just, so I just want to make sure people understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no rule. Yeah, yeah. This is a proposal. Yeah. So right. no, the flagstick open, nor yeah. the two ball championship, nor yeah. the beep. We're not talking about <laughs> yet. Um, some people know what's happening, um, but uh, there's no golf ball thing. Now, no. where does that, if this proposal did get pushed through, so let's this, just... Uh, this becomes the issue, right? Where does that line get drawn? Yeah. Does your club championship qualify no, as a that's... Does no. your... Well, I mean... No. It qualifies you for other no. stuff, potentially, right? No, but elite competition is... People have to think about what elite is. The guy who plays at a plus two at your golf club is not elite. Well, Sorry. He's good, but people have to realize that relative to the best players in the game... So we're talking about... Okay, OVGA. That's still not elite. Provincial. Uh, not G- quite Golf elite. Ontario. No, we're getting we're getting to national, international level competitions, high level college play. But then that sort of again becomes up to the association there to determine where they're at and should they go with that ball or not. Because you got to remember, this is a local rule. They don't have to implement it. It's up to them if they want to implement it. So. You know, if PGA Tour says, yes, we're going to do this, or PGA Tour says, no, we're not going to do this, but the RNA says, yes, we're going to have it. So you play the Open Championship, or you play you play any event that's sanctioned the US by the Open. RNA. Yeah. They doesn't can necessarily say yes. mean the DP World Tour either. It just means anything Correct. that's sanctioned by the RNA. Correct. You know, so you could have, you, you could basically be looking as a player, as an elite player, elite right. player. Yes. You could yeah. be looking at different rules of play every single time you go to tee it up in an event. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like yeah. that's that's where sort of the mess gets there because even think about it from a coaching standpoint. Yeah. If you're working with uh top level college players who have potentially the opportunity to move on in a professional career, at what point do you get them to work with the other golf balls? Right? And and here's the thing. Think about this and this is a big topic as well. You know, if I look back and I remember sitting, you know, I remember sitting in a car at the diner around from your place, having a phone conversation with Roger Cleveland about the groove issue. Yeah. Right. And I remember Roger saying to me, we're going to change a whole bunch of things here for these grooves that is going to cost us a bunch of money. That's not going to make a difference in the game. You know, it'll make a difference maybe for players at the very top level of the game. So here's the thing, when we talk about golf balls, most of the elite players that play in the game, you're right, the top level professionals mm-hmm. and, and so forth, they're not paying for golf balls, right? So yeah. if all of a sudden a manufacturer has to change out R&D, change out production, have a whole new production line. That costs a whole manuf- bunch of go- Right. Who pays exactly. for that crap though? That's exactly it. The, if they the, make a change, if they make a change for the PGA Tour and those guys right. that on the PGA Tour to make yeah. the game to tighten up the distances that they're hitting right. the golf ball and so on, yeah. who pays for that? We pay for that. You pay right. for that. I pay for that. Yeah. It, so that's that's the thing. When when they say it doesn't affect the recreational golfer, it doesn't huge. It doesn't affect it from their change in their golf ball. But it could change in the in the how much they have to pay for their own golf ball. Well, that and then and and then in turn affects even more Everything. so affects the manufacturing industry because now they have to figure out a way to make golf balls for the recreational golfer cheaper 
so that they can afford to continue to play because people, if you're paying $70 for a dozen of the, the top level yeah. Titleist or TaylorMade or, yeah. or Cirque on ball. Yeah. And you're paying, you're, you're comfortable with paying 60, 65, $70 for a dozen balls. If all of a sudden now that same dozen balls costing you 80. Right. Are you going to then want to drop down and buy the $60 ball? Well, think about, or pay think 80. About- think about that i mean the people are going to be upset because they're they're now paying they're they're basically supplementing the professional game because of this change in rules so again there's a lot of complications that come Uh from this and 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 you got to remember this is a proposed period and there are certain things that they've already said within these this um you know when they brought out this press release related to this things that they're not planning to change but this is a proposal and they're waiting to hear feedback and you know a number of manufacturers have already stepped up made their sentiments known and most of them are i didn't hear any that were for it that's for sure um tailor-made has taken the option of doing a consumer survey before they Mm -hmm. put anything out those results are actually just came out today they had just under forty-five thousand people respond to their survey and you know, I, I tweeted out. So if people want to go to at flagstick on, on Twitter, you can see, you know, what the results of that survey were. I'll probably put them up on flagstick.com as well. So people can go to the website and see that, but they're exactly what you would expect. And, you know, I don't think everybody read to the letter of the law, what the model local rule is. Obviously just some of them no. probably have the perception that, you know, automatically it's a rollback for them. And that's not what we're talking about. And certainly, no. You know, but but that's that becomes an element that people are talking about is going, well, if you do a rollback for them, the easiest way, you know, not to incur those extra costs or whatever is to roll back for everyone. But, you know, again, that that becomes another problem because, you know, it's like taking away the long putter from somebody, you know, uh, are you going to take away distance from, you know, your grandpa or your dad or the person that struggles to hit the ball far? I mean, distance is a skill. Um, and that's why Rory has come out and said, oh, was, you know, maybe it should be just a rollback for everyone just to make it not complicated. But I will say within that survey, 81% of the people said they didn't agree with the proposed uh, golf ball model rule. There's a lot more to it as far as different nuances and stuff like that. But uh, it doesn't seem that a lot of people are in the favor. Some are, you know, there's certainly people that are arguing for it um you know they're looking at land use okay. and things like that but you have to consider are we just talking about less than zero point whatever percent of the game and a few golf courses in the world that don't become relevant okay so here's a thought or here's here's a here's a a, a take on this All right in every other professional sport that's out there including tennis where there are multiple manufacturers of tennis yeah. balls yeah, but they have slowed down. The, they did slow down the tennis ball. There is a standard, but the standard Correct. is across the board. Correct. Okay, so the hockey puck is mm-hmm. is is one. It's one weight. It's one yep. size. Yep. There's no there's no advantage or disadvantage of yep. of one hockey puck over another. Then they make training pucks that are heavier and lighter and different colors sure. and but stuff. That's but training. The, that's but training. the standard across the entire sport is mm-hmm. one specific puck. Yeah. In basketball or baseball or soccer, Same. it's yeah. one ball, multiple yeah, short of, manufacturers. Short of, short of baseball, where there's the obviously there's aluminum bat versus wooden bat, but right. the ball is still. But the that's same. equipment. That's the same thing when you come when it comes to amateur yeah. golf and professional golf. There's golf. There's drivers out there that have more trampoline effect than others that are not conforming that still exist. Mm-hmm. 
so same thing. So football, whatever it is. Yeah. So when it comes People... to the prof- what's that? No, go ahead. I know exactly um, where you're going. Lacrosse, I'm sure, is the same thing. Softball. Yeah. You can run it down. You just run it sports. all the way down yeah. every sport. So golf would be the only sport yeah. that has that does not have a standard. Um there is a so we shouldn't say that there is a standard. The golf ball has to be a certain size. Oh yeah, no, there's the standard. golf ball standard can only be a certain weight or whatever. So on, but, but but the whole point is the standard is the same for everyone. Yeah, because the thing is, is that the golfer who's at home wants to be able, despite the fact that they don't play a game that's anywhere near theirs, and there's a whole lot of other factors. They that, want to that play the play same play. ball that the guys in the PGA Tour exactly. are playing. Right. I mean, if you want to, if you want to be a basketball player, you play on a 10 foot net. You don't want to see the NBA have 12 foot nets. You know, no. you want to have the sort of the same standard, the same feel that, you know, you're playing the same game. And, and that exactly, is an yeah. element with the surveys and, and everything else. If all of a sudden it separates itself and it's a whole different game, that adds a weird element to the sport. It really, really does. Well, if you're, it's the thing is too. If you're dialing back, like if your ultimate goal is to is to dial back how far these guys can hit the ball, or to yeah. to, I mean, I don't really understand the technical side of things as much as maybe you do. Um, but if the idea is that you want to make the the longer hitters hit it shorter, and the shorter hitters don't i don't understand how how rolling the ball back can even accomplish that if i hit it if i hit it 300 now mm-hmm. and you roll back the ball so yeah, that the technology it doesn't, doesn't it, allow me to hit it 300 now i'm hitting it 280 yeah. well the guy yeah. that's hitting it 250 is yeah. going to hit it shorter too yeah well it doesn't it doesn't change it doesn't change the the advantage that's not really the point the point is to look at for them they're looking at the facilities and and how they can accommodate golf and, you know, looking at golf courses like the old course where all of a sudden they have to add a whole bunch of tees like out of bounds and stuff like this. But again, that becomes the worry of just the professional game or the game at the highest level. Yeah. Um, but we've seen U.S. Opens at like Marion. It's only yeah. 7,000 yards and, and different things this way. So, um, yeah, you're right. It, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't create a difference that way. If we look at the yardages when they measure as far as the professional tours, um, they've looked at, you know, there's a bit of a yard average gain per year over the last 20 years. Obviously, the biggest boost happened with the, uh, you know, in 2000 when obviously solid core golf balls and, and that was the biggest change. And there's lots of other factors we can get into, but there's lots of different things that that happen why players get further and further. But yeah, this is not about separating one or the other. Um, but it's definitely about limiting how far the ball can go overall. Uh, so I get their concerns to a mm-hmm. certain point, but in the end, I don't think I don't think it's as dramatic as most people think it is, and that's obviously why we're in a we're in a period for consultation. Right okay, now. so we got about a we got about a minute here, Scott. Before yeah. we might have to take another break, do you want to take sure. another break on this and come back and talk a little bit more about it? Because I don't think that I can yeah, sure. shut this down the way we're at right now. I think right. there's still a little bit more discussion to be had. So. Um, not intended, but we are going to do it because this is a good topic. We're going to take another quick little break. Uh, when we come back, Scott and I will continue our discussion about the, uh, the golf ball and, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll close out the show. Um, but uh, stay with us. Uh, we'll be right back uh, on the Flagstick podcast right after this. Hey, loser buys the first round. You're on. 
On Prince Edward Island, we believe in playing your game your way. From the first tee box to the 19th hole and beyond. With over 400 fairways waiting for you, there's always another reason to golf Prince Edward Island. You're here on the Flagstick Podcast with Scott and Jeff, and uh, we're going to continue this golf ball um, rollback proposed discussion. Rollback. Yeah. Um, proposed rollback. we got to keep saying it's proposed because it is yeah. proposed. but Because um, yeah. otherwise just people make assumptions and they somehow think it's what? going to affect People them. do not make yeah. assumptions, Scott. Nobody <laughs> does. Nobody makes assumptions. Yeah, It's good to get um, part of the story and then make a judgment, right? Exactly. So uh, I don't apologize for the podcast being a little longer. We kind of figured that it would be a little bit longer yeah. because of the topics. And in particular, this topic would... We don't want to just kind of skirt across the surface of some topics. We want to get into a little bit. So what does that, what does all of this sort of, um, where do you stand on it? I guess is my question for you, Scott. Where do you, I I mean, I kind of know where I stand on it, but where do you stand on on the proposal? Do you think, do you even, do you think that this is even necessary? Or is this just another association stepping in and trying to regulate something that doesn't need to be regulated much like the grooves on on wedges much like the the size of a driver the trampoline effect all the like is this one of those things that you just don't need to like just doesn't need to happen do they really need to dial back the distance these guys are hitting it or is the industry and the players just going to figure it out figure out a way to hit this other this, this rolled back golf ball just as far well, distance is a skill, right? So, I yes. mean, it, it's something a player that, you know, they work hard towards achieving. Yes. The, the issue becomes more than anything when you sit there and talk about, you know, kind of limits. What are, what are we trying to protect, right? I mean, that that's the thing. I get it. That's the their golf job. courses, I would imagine. Regulating. Is that is that what we're trying to protect? Is that we're trying to protect the golf course? But who are we trying to protect it from? I mean, here's the thing. The if, we're only try, if we're only trying to protect it from a very small percentage that play the game, to the detriment of other people that play the game. So I guess that's why they're trying to look at bifurcation, whether they say it's bifurcation or not, of having different rules for other people. But there's so many complications that come with doing that, that it makes it onerous for recreational golfers, as we talked about, as far as from an economic standpoint, it could have an impact on them, whether it does on playing or not. But, you know, I, I don't care if, if, you know, players shoot 25 under, the lowest score wins. Um, you know, it, it, everybody's it, playing the same golf course and on the same, you know, not always on the same conditions because yeah, data. Now, like, now I get, I get it. They're not worried about, they're not worried so much about what's happening now. They're worried about more for the future of the game. Mm-hmm. But my my take is this: if you're worried about what's going to happen in the future, set your standard now and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's your limit. That's what you're doing. You don't you don't need to all of a sudden keep changing the standard, changing the standard. If athletes get better, they get better. Um, You know, you're trying to protect golf courses that, you know, you're not going to protect. I mean, it's, it's like this. Everybody gets upset when they, they host a top level tournament. I wouldn't say everybody, some people get upset, you know, committees and different things at golf courses where all of a sudden, Hey, we're hosting a professional event. Oh boy. You know, we better make the golf course tough. Because somehow it damages their ego if people come in and shoot a low score. Well, I guarantee you what, if you're going to host a professional event, you're probably going to see a 63 every day. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. The course record will fall. 
Um, just because a player hits it super, super far, it doesn't mean they're going to shoot 55. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So are we protecting ego or, you know, some sort of thing? Again, it goes back to the long putter and putting that long putter ban in place or whatever. Was there actually a distinct advantage? Statistically, yes. Hitting the ball further gives an advantage, but that doesn't mean that they need to take everybody backwards and put the genie back in the bottle. Just stop where things are right now. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to see a rollback for the general golfer. Uh, you know, and and I understand arguments by, you know, I've had discussions with uh, Ian Andrew, the architect, who talks about a safety issue as far as spray and, and getting into houses or whatever. But, you know, that's 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 more related to business more than anything. That's not really related to, you know, the actual playing of the golf course. So uh, I don't I don't see golfers showing up for lessons going, I need to hit it shorter. You know, they, they want to hit it further. Mm -hmm. Most of them don't hit it very far. Most don't hit it as far as they think they hit it. Most should um, be focusing on hitting it straighter, not longer. Yeah, and putting it in play and playing the game. I think there's more skills to the game than just yardage. And I think trying to change the game fundamentally overall mm -hmm. for a very small percentage of people that play the game is a little bit misguided. You know, and I get they're doing their research and they're doing their, their different things, but I'm not saying they're, you know, they're obviously the ultimate authority and nope. we're seeing, we're seeing blowback from consumers who maybe don't understand all aspects of it. So my, my take is that you've got a distance standard. Um, you haven't changed your distance standard since 1976. Um, you know, you've got rules of how you do it. You've got rules of how you test golf balls, um, you know. Let that, let that stick. Yes, the average speed has maybe gotten faster, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the average on the PJ Tour now is up to 114.6, but, you know, it's going to be self-regulating. Humans can only go so far. We're only capable of moving a club so fast. Um, and players to be able to do that and still play a reasonable amount of game. This is not Ryan Gregnall swinging the golf club 156 miles an hour with a ball speed of 236. No. <clears throat> we saw we saw that experiment for Bryson and see how that went. Yeah, well, you that's the I mean? thing. I mean, can we not forget that we had a guy that's now not on the PGA Tour, but was on the yeah. PGA Tour. He won a U.S. In, Open. In, but... in one tournament, one tournament mm -hmm. where I truly, truly saw that his Distance plan of advantage. attack yeah. and his power yeah. worked. Now, yeah. if he does then, and his philosophy obviously was, if the further I hit it down there, even if I'm in the rough, if yeah. I've got a wedge in my hand, it's going to be a yeah. lot easier for me to control the ball coming out of the rough with a wedge than it will sure. be if I'm and, trying to do it with is, a seven which, or an eight. Which is true. But... Now, it could have, the problem with Bryson was Bryson, with his all of the stuff that he did, he was never a particularly good wedge player mm -hmm. with that. Yep. style i think he yep. was better play i think he was a better golfer before he made all the changes than he was after he made it but that worked for him for one u.s open yeah it didn't work for him every single event he played in yeah and every single like it didn't and it so was on it, golf courses that yeah. weren't set up for u.s open conditions like there's right. just so in essence what i'm saying is it's self-regulate it's self-regulated by the human body yes right and the limitations of that and we shouldn't take away the advantage of someone that they're created by training, right? Right. And, and training to get faster and rewarding them for that. That's their advantage that they've earned more than it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
So, you know, I, I think, again, it's, it's self-regulating the, the player that, you know, ends up swinging. Yeah. Will we see a PJ tour player that can swing at 135 miles an hour on your base? We might, but there's no guarantee they're going to win every tournament. Well, and the thing is, you made a very good point there that the game is about more than just how far you can hit it. The game right. is, there's a skill to the game, whether it's bunker play, short game, putting, uh, distance game. control, yeah. flight control, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's very seldom that you'll take a guy like like a long drive guy that that creates that much ball speed and that much club head speed that there that that distance translates into a PGA Tour career or a professional golf career. It usually doesn't. Again, it's you usually can't it's have the extreme of yeah. one without yeah. sacrificing right. the the finesse of another. There, and there's a reason why long driving is only you know one ball out of a group, right? It's not yeah. every single ball or consistently. As we get faster, we bring in other factors as far as launch conditions yes. with a golf ball. The margin for error is significantly higher. I mean, totally. It makes it more offline. So again, there's self-regulation that's already in place there. I, I think the thing is, it's about the greater good. here. It it's about the greater good for the game. And, you know, we saw it in just a couple of the things. And, and again, this is TaylorMade survey. You know, they put it out there. But, you know, you're talking about people that are looking at the game and going, man, you know what? How is it important for people to, you know, to use the same equipment as professional golfers? 83% said it's moderately or extremely important that they're playing the same. Mm -hmm. So they want the game to be the same that way. So I, I think, I think if you're, if you're focused so much on a small part of the game, you miss the growth and the health of the game. You know, I, golf would, is not professional golf. I would golf, agree a hundred percent with that yeah. statement. And, yeah. and I would say that my, my general opinion about this is another agreement with you. Here we are where we are. Mm -hmm. Stop the madness. Yeah. If yeah. that, if, if you want to control it going forward from this point, then put, put the reg the regulation is as it is. Yeah. You don't, you don't go backwards. No, I and, mean, they and, have... and you don't go backwards in innovation. We're yeah. here. We're where we're at. Yeah. Let it go. I now, mean, they going have... forward. And, and I'm even kind of leery as to what the progression, what the progression is moving forward. What more can they do to the golf ball to make it go further? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that there's a lot that they can do to the ball, given the standards that they do have to make the ball go farther without yeah. That also being something that has to be well, it's modified already in the human, the human it's being already regulated. Much, like, much like the equipment is regulated as far yeah. as size, the CT of the golf club or whatever. The, yeah. Those are those so are here things we are. You cannot get around. Yeah, you know. So here we are. Let it yeah. go. So yeah. what if the if St Andrews, the old course at St Andrews, is is too short for the majority of the players on the tour now? So what? Yeah. I don't care if they want yeah. to drive the 18th green. Have at it. They've been driving the 18th green for exactly. years. Exactly. They on just the do conditions. it. Decades. They just do it with three woods now. Decades. Yeah, they've been <laughs> doing they, it for but decades. They don't. That's the, the thing. Condition. Like there yeah. isn't enough guys. Yeah. Out there that are doing. I mean, I didn't. I watched the Open Championship when it was at St Andrews. I didn't yeah. see a whole ton of guys driving that green. And I know that the guy that won wasn't yeah. driving the green oh so, and, and again we go back to course conditions and things like that yeah. i mean you know I, i've i've played lots of times where you go and play a golf course and, and you can watch a million things online or or whatever as far as films of different things you know some days the weather's crappy 
Some yeah. days the drive that you hit, and believe me, weather has a huge factor mm-hmm. on what happens with with a golf ball. Um, you know, some days you go out there and, and you create that certain amount of club at speed and you do all those different things. And that ball goes short by a lot from where you go. And other days, the fairways are fast and firm and the wind's with you and whatever. And the ball goes a long way. I think I think when you look at something like Dell Max play and all of a sudden all these numbers get posted up on TV, you know, and people, wow, look at all those drives. Rory had one 400 and this, 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 this. Well, yeah, but downwind, downhill, rock hard fairway. I mean, those are all factors. It's not the averages. Mm-hmm. It's not the averages that are there. No, um, you look, you even go back and watch some of those old shell world, wonderful world of oh, golf. Yeah. And, yeah. and you look at it, they were talking about, you know, Nicholas and some of those guys back then, Palmer hitting 300 yard drives with a freaking ballad of golf, ballad of golf ball and a wooden, yeah. uh, um, a wooden persimmon headed driver. Yeah. That's yep. the that's the size of most people's hybrid now, and they were sure. hitting at three hundred back then. Well, why were they hitting at yeah. three hundred? Because the conditions of the golf courses they were playing back then were not manicured to the point where they're soft as sponges. Yeah, they're hard and fast. Well, they're playing under those same conditions given the weather. They're playing yeah. under the same conditions now with the technology that they're using now. Of course, they're yeah. going to hit at 400 Yeah, because you, you have to also understand when the tour goes to certain areas, save for, you know, Pebble Beach and, and when they're on the West Coast in the, in the springtime, most of the golf tournaments are at the locations that they are mm-hmm. when it's peak weather for the season. Yeah. Right? So I guarantee you, if you go and you play Bay Hill, mm-hmm. if you go play in Bay Hill in January, you know, versus March and March was rock hard. And you obviously you saw minus nine end up winning there. I mean, yeah. the course, the course defended itself, but all of a sudden you bring in wet conditions, windy conditions or whatever. I mean, they're there when it's optimal. If you go play at St. Andrews in November versus playing St. And you, you know, we walked it, we walked St. Yeah. Andrews in, in November. You know, if you see that versus how that golf course plays in July, mm-hmm. you know, difference. when the, when the open mm-hmm. is on, guess what? You know, it, it's going to happen. So, yeah. When I, I watch I th- the Open Championship, I'm literally sitting there before it starts praying for crappy weather for the week. Yeah. Because when I watch the Open Championship, I I don't particularly want to see someone win at 20 under par. I want to mm-hmm. see, like, I grew up watching Open Championships where minus one, minus two, you know. But there still was... wasn't, there still wasn't many of those. I no, mean, but, in most but, cases, they were under par, but. What but you watch more carnage occur. You watch scores in in major championships, U.S. Opens, where where um, Tiger but I don't Woods at Pinehurst, twenty under, where, twenty under, or two over. I just want to see competitive golf. Yeah, and if someone runs away with a tournament, sure, it's not exciting on Sunday, but but it's exciting to watch it happen. Cam Smith and Rory last year was still pretty yeah. exciting to watch. You know, now, it's funny because if you look at golf as a sport that is played outside. Okay, so conditions affect everything and not just the conditions, the weather conditions affect the ball and and how and how how they play. The conditions of the course based on the weather are affect how they play as well. Mm -hmm. And, and, And you can see some of that. You see a lot of that now with a lot of these outdoor hockey games. Okay, they play indoors all the time. The ice is soft. The ice can be hard, but they play indoors. There's no conditions yeah. besides the softness or the hardness right. of the ice. You play yep. outdoors. Now, all of a sudden, you've got the temperature. It's a whole you've got game. the wind. Yep. You've got, got the, the snow on the ice. You've got the sun, sun. and the glare. Like There's yep. all these conditions. Now, you know as a professional hockey player what it's like to be a professional golfer and have yeah. to adjust your game because you cannot play the yep. same game 
no. outdoors in those conditions right. yeah. that you play indoors. You better have your hat up when it's sunny. And tennis, tennis has to deal with the same thing. When right. when yeah. when they're playing in stadiums where there's no indoor, they yeah. throw the ball up for a serve, and the wind can can you know gust and it can cause pride. They're playing shots back into the wind, shots yeah. down with the wind. You know, cold temperatures, like all of these things, you know, clay courts, like it's, I mean, tennis, tennis is probably the only sport where they, they, they started to think the game serves were getting too fast and, you know, they wanted to slow down the ball because it was fundamentally changing the style of game more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem is, is that, you know, again, that doesn't, that doesn't regulate down to the average person. And it also doesn't complicate things as much as it does in in golf as far as separating the you know the product that they're using and and so forth so um yeah anyways and you know it's it's going to be very interested uh to see the feedback obviously we're seeing immediate feedback coming from you know consumer level from the manufacturer level um that seems to be bouncing against this Mm -hmm. whether the rna or the usga will think they can actually you know stand up to this or will they modify what they're planning um, you know, here's the thing, what, what happens, and this will be my last point on it. What happens if they do implement it and it mm-hmm. goes into place and something like the PGA tour says, guess what? We're not going to use the modified local rule. Does that, that all of a sudden, happen. yeah, but that, that all, does that all of a sudden basically, you know, that what kind of rift is that going to cause between the USGA and the RNA and the PGA tour? I can almost you know? guarantee you that the live, live golf league is not going to implement it. I mean, I mean we don't an, know for sure. I'm just suggesting no, that based an, on everything that Live saying. Golf yeah. stands for, right. yeah. I would say that it's 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 yeah. highly unlikely that they're gonna they're gonna say, what, forget that. I mean, what's just the thing that you what hear? Want. What's the thing that you hear most about people when they go and watch a professional event? They don't. They you know, yes, they'll talk about oh they made that putt and oh man they spun that ball close to the hole. They talk about how far they hit it. Yep. And that's really a big separator between the average amateur and the top pro. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking about this being an entertainment product mm-hmm. and the entertainment aspect of the game is something that brings people to the game. Yep. Do you want to be a golf association getting rid of that? I mean, you're basically cutting your nose off. If all of a sudden you're not going to make the game as exciting. Yep. Guess what? Participation numbers. You know what? Uh, yes. I know some people just won't care. But there's a lot of people generally that would would care and it would make a difference for them. So if you're worried about the growth of the game, then think about the greater good rather than just worrying about the elite. You're not going to grow this game by making it more expensive and making it more elitist than it already can be perceived to be. So my final take on this is you want to put a regulation in place, start it as of today. Leave everything as it is. Don't change a thing. Draw the toughen line. the golf courses up if you want to toughen the golf courses up for the for the elite players. Design golf courses where the trouble is is further away and forces those players to play less club to stay out of trouble if they want to win these these big tournaments. Grow the rough up, tighten the fairways, make the greens faster, make the greens smaller, make the greens slopier. You well, know whatever then, you want but, to do. Uh, you know you know one but, of the big things. But I'll, only I'll do, say. but only do those things for on those, those weeks. Uh, the elite players, elite yeah. time. Don't don't implement huge costs that are going to affect the average everyday play. I will say I heard one take, and I do agree with it, and I'll leave it at that. Um, one of the things they can do on the PGA Tour, and I know that they do it at Augusta, is get rid of the green books. 
You want to read a green, get down on your hands and knees and read the damn green. You don't need a book to tell you all the slopes and everything. Just kick it old school. I don't like it. That's my opinion. I know you probably don't agree with me. That's a whole other. That's a whole other. I don't like it. You know, it doesn't bother. It doesn't bother me. I mean, players will make notes. I mean, you don't really need it. That's fine. Make 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 your notes. But I mean, to sit here and have topography on all the greens and and in your back pocket with your caddy when you're standing there reading the pots, it's it's Mm -hmm. it should you know it's up here. It's what you see. It's in your notes maybe, but it's not like a whole big book. You know, with Mm -hmm. with all the slopes and topography and percentages and grades and degrees and all that crap. Like I just. I'm not into that. Anyway, that's a different topic, different yeah, day, different, different podcast. And I yeah. don't know enough about it to have an argument. I just have an opinion that go. nobody really cares about. All so, right. Um, all right. Well, we're done on the golf ball discussion for the time being. It's a proposed thing. It's not a law. It's not a rule. It's not a fact. It's yeah. just a thing. So for the time being, leave it alone. Play your golf. Buy your golf balls until someone tells you otherwise. It is what it is. You got um, it. Great show. Long show, but great show. Um, I'm sure that uh, the topic in the back nine was one that most people will like take a listen to. So please do that. Um, We're going to get out of here. I want to thank our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Golf Sim Gurus, our presenting sponsor again this week, Golf PEI. Golf Prince Edward Island is premier Canadian destination, boasting the most number of golf courses per capita in the country with over 400 fairways closer than you can imagine. Um, top tier accommodations and exquisite culinary experiences. It is the easiest golf vacation you will ever book. Book those vacations and tea times at golfpei.ca. Glad you tuned in. Glad you're enjoying what we're bringing to you. Be sure to follow us across social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and a little bit of TikTok. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to uh, check out the YouTube channel. Lots of good stuff there and lots of good stuff will be posted there. Contests and so on that you'll only find there. Click the notification uh, bell, like us, and make sure you never miss a single episode. Get over to flagstick.com for more amazing golf content delivered every single day, including the course openings uh, uh, that will be coming very, very shortly. Uh, As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And until next week, I am Jeff Botter. And I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick. 